0: Blob
1: Talk Radio. You got to accentuate the positive eliminate the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with mister In-Between. You gotta spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith. A pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you, our listening audience, with education, information, and resources in the areas of self care, career development, business building, and wealth consciousness challenges, and solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, relational consultant, and Wanda Miles, radio personality. Um, And today, our show topic is laying out a course to be published, writers or photographers needed. We are going to welcome our guest, Jill Ronsley, who is a skilled editor and book designer. Today, Jill will guide us on the exploration of exploring a book with addressing the particulars of navigating and editing, the navigating and editing process, book design, typesetting, formatting and illustration, and design, and finally, publishing. Jill is a profound professional architect, of promotional materials such as book fact sheets, postcards, brochures, business cards and bookmarks. The the myriad of work that she has she has collaborat- collaborated on to date with authors are motivation, health, pets, personal care, uh business, weight training and athletes self-care, career advancement, memoirs, and scholarly texts. Jill is a guru in her field as an editor and designer of novels, short stories, children's picture books, chapter books, adolescence, young adult novels, nonfiction, spiritual, poetry, coffee table books, film scripts, and manuals. Get your questions together and let's learn how to get our books from pen to paper to print. I tell you, I am so excited about today's show. Um, how, how are you, ladies, doing today? Doing good. Great, great, great to be here. Wonderful to be here. Thank you, Katrina. Awesome, and we want to thank you, Jill, for being here. Thank you so much. Oh wow, very very excited. So, um, you know we. Mhm. No, oh, I did. I that thought we were going to just
2: jump in? That's Wanda. I'm, I'm just chopping at okay, the bit okay. here. Wanda, well, let's wander, let's chop it up. Let's let's get started. Well, well, let's get into it. Exactly what is
1: your business? Do you design books or you help people design books? Um, I do a few things. Basically, what I do is everything between the the writing of the book and marketing of the book. So it's, it's about producing your book, um, and it starts with editing, and it moves on to book design, uh cover design. Sometimes people want to have an e-book. Um, but these are, you know, kind of skills that you need. So I don't teach people how to design a book um because it's a pretty complicated process um but i i do the actual book design for people for different genres Okay hello well, I guess. Uh, yeah yeah um so and i do, also do authors
0: Do sorry. authors come to you?
2: I'm sorry that's I just wanted to find out do authors come to you or do you do you find them? How does how does, how does that happen?
1: Well, i authors uh, come to me. Um Okay. basically I yeah, people know about my services, or they might you know do a search if they're looking for someone to design their book usually a uh, a writer knows something about what the publishing process is, what he needs to do in order to get his book out um he's done some research on that, or asked some other writers about it, uh so they kind of know what they need most of the time, and um. All the things that I provide are essentially what the writer needs uh, in order to get his book from that manuscript stage out into a book format that people can can buy. And, and they and they hear about me in various ways. It might be through word of mouth, and it might be from um, doing an internet search or having heard a, a, a an interview like this and then they end up writing to me and asking me uh, if I can help them. Great. Wow.
0: Sounds great. Uh, I had a question before we even move into the next one. Do you ghostwrite also?
1: No, I don't do ghostwriting. Um, You know, writing is a pretty different skill from editing and book design. They're all separate skills. Uh, So a ghostwriter is really a writer who's very skilled at Getting another person's story and working with a, an author to actually get it onto the page, which means the ghostwriter actually writes the book, uh, right. which the author has in mind, and, and but the author's name is, is is put on the book, and usually the ghostwriter isn't even known by name. So no, I don't I don't ghostwrite for people.
0: That sounds great. So you have so many hats in the publishing industry. How did you get involved writing in book production? Well,
1: um, you know, I got involved because actually, I was brought up in a in a house full of books. My father uh, was an he was an he is a retired English professor. So, our our bookshelves were were lined with books. Our walls were lined with bookshelves that were filled with books. And uh, he used to correct my papers for school when I would write them in high school. So he kind of got me trained, in a way, into good writing. And then, um, at a certain point, uh, somebody uh, who I knew who had written a book asked me if I would edit it for him. And so it was really a a friend and acquaintance who just asked me to edit, edit the first book that I edited That got me going on learning the fine details of grammar and punctuation and reading grammar books and reading style books, and like the Chicago Manual of Style, for instance, um, in order to perfect my own skills and the kind of nuts and bolts of what's involved in editing. And I loved it, and I just kind of felt like it was a natural path for me. Uh, And really then what happened with computers, Because we now can do so much, all the work that we do is on the computer. You can do it at home, and allowed me to learn Photoshop and InDesign, that had all the tools that I needed in order to um, do all the things that I do. And that's, that's really how I started. And people came to me with different genres after that. They started with nonfiction and then moved into children's books whether it was a picture book or a young adult novel or a memoir or a book on wellness or beauty or cookbooks or education. So slowly, um, because people came to me with different genres, all of which I love because I'm kind of a natural student in a way, and I love learning different things and find that people have such interesting stories or experiences or knowledge to share with others through their books. Um, it, it just all appealed to me. It was kind of an avenue for me, both to provide a skill and to learn at the same time, which all of which was just something I found really interesting and enjoyable. Um, so it was kind of like a mix of all those things that came together, and and then people sought me out once I once I started to do a few books, uh, the word spread a little bit, and uh, it just developed very organically, really.
0: Okay. I have one more question before we move forth, if I can. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I always hear that children's books are hard to get into the industry because it's a plethora of books out there. Is that true?
1: Well, I think the whole publishing industry is um, very much flooded, but it's So publishing has always been a a very competitive field and very difficult to get into. Um, People sometimes think that children's books are easier to write than other books, and that could be a little bit of a mistake because uh, even though they're shorter, especially the picture books, they do take a lot of skill. But I think the most important thing in success is uh, for any book is You've got to have really persistence in with your publicity, because people need to know about your book, and if they don't, they're not going to buy it. I've had some really good success stories, both uh, with, well with some of my clients who have started out with me. One of which, for instance, was uh, Brian um, Chick, who wrote the Secret Zoo story. So he um, he started out and he went to schools. He talked to children in classrooms and at libraries. He he made his book known, and his book did so well just through his own perseverance that he was picked up by Harper Collins, because he does have a great story, uh, who ended up publishing the four books in his series. Uh, and, and so that was just by doing it all himself, really believing in himself and going out there and Getting his book known by people. Another another one was Randy. Is this book called Randy Gazandi, which is a children's story? Brian Chick wrote a. Those were middle grade novels, but Randy Gazandi is another one by. Um, um, oh, Rhonda. Oh God, what's her name now? Um, it'll come to me in a minute. But she she went out and she really sold her book. And she ended up selling 10,000 copies, which was very, very successful for a book like that. Uh, so it can be done. There's there's no question about it. it her name was Rhonda Fisher. Uh, I'm sorry, R- Randy Kazandi, Where Are Your Glasses by Rhonda Fisher. So it's really just a matter of determination, mostly, and having a good story. You've really got to have a quality book.
0: Wow. All right, great. That's really interesting,
1: really interesting because I'm hearing you say that a lot of um, writers, especially who are not well-known, they have to really go out there and somehow get their story out so that people can buy their books, and that's what gets the momentum going
2: for them often.
1: Well, that's right. Um if if it really if you think about it, it's like anything. If somebody doesn't know the book exists, how can they even think of buying it? <laughs> so, you might have a great book and and a, a traditional publisher will do all of that. They'll advertise on, you know, radio or in magazines or newspapers. They'll they'll get their books out in the fronts of stores. Um, so that publicity is going on all the time. Um, people hear about the books. You need reviews, for instance, if a book is reviewed in a magazine or a journal, um, a newspaper, or even on the radio. Uh, reviews. People listen to reviews and read them. That's another way that people get to know about that the book exists. So, if if they don't know it exists. They don't even have a chance of buying it, even if they would love your book. So it's really, really important to to be aware of that. And sometimes authors prefer to do that kind of publicity work themselves. Um, and other times they like to have help because it is a big job. And it's a very big a couple job. <laughs> of, it's, it is a very big job, yeah. And for instance, social media now today, with social yeah. media... There are people, that's a big way to be able to connect with people because there are, for instance, writers groups and book groups on Facebook, um, through Twitter, through Instagram, and all of the regular social media channels. Uh, so then there, experts have, become, have come up now. It's a, it's a new kind of profession that's grown out of the need for it, where people become social media experts for authors in order to keep that publicity going on on a given book. And um, so, yeah, you know, you can do it yourself or you can get help with it. Um, But people do need to know about your book in order to buy it. Interesting. Okay, Jill, now this is Katrina. And what I want to know is you are what is called a book designer. What exactly does a book designer do? Oh, well, thank you so much for asking, Katrina. I think sometimes people don't know, (laughs) so it's a good question. Um, Well, a book designer takes everything in the book and puts it together so that you've got your pages laid out and your cover and something to be sent to the printer so that the printer can have the material and print it. Uh, The author will send me his text or her text edited. It should be edited first. Um, If there are illustrations, I'll get the illustrations from the illustrator. If there are photographs in the book, I'll need the photographs. All the content that you'll see in a book comes to me as the book designer. And then I create a design. And what a design is, it, it will be... Usually, what I do is I give the author or the publisher, depending because I work with both authors who want to self-publish and traditional publishers who hire me for their authors' books. Um, they, I'll create sample sample designs, and each sample will have different fonts for the text of the book, um, a different style for the chapter title. Um, another style for the chapter number, sometimes, you know, you'll see the number written out, O-N-E-1-T-W-O-2. Sometimes you'll see a big two, a big three. There may be some kind of ornamentation around the chapter number. So that that it becomes part of the design. Um, the headers, the running headers at the top of the page, page numbers, what a table might look like in a book, Uh, if there's color, that might come into play. Uh, These are the kinds of things that I bring together with different ideas which hopefully suit the genre or the story of the book. And the author or publisher, whoever whoever is hiring me, can pick the sample that they want, Uh, maybe ask me to tweak something, and then, through a little bit of um, tweaking, come up with a design that they like. That's creating the book design. And um, after the design is created, the whole the design must be applied to the whole book, to all the photos. To to if there are captions, for instance, if there's a border around the photos or not, um, all the text from page one to the end of the book the design is applied, and that's the typesetting stage. So a book designer does that. And in the end, when it's all done, sends the proof to the person who's hired, uh, me, and um, it can be checked and proofread and changes can be made. And in the end, creates a file, an electronic file, that is suitable for the printer who's going to print this book, in order to print it perfectly and have a beautiful page layout. So you want to have beautiful pages at the end, nice spacing, not too crammed, hopefully um, enough white space, whatever you you know works to make a beautiful page. Sometimes the page will be large. It might be a 6-inch by 9-inch book, which is about the largest book you'll find for a nonfiction or a novel without too many pictures. It might be a smaller book, for instance, uh, four and a half by seven or something like that. oh sorry, four and a half by uh, six and a half, uh, six inches. If they, there are many different sizes that are appropriate for printers, and you've got to work within the parameters of what a printer can do. So it's very important to be in touch with the printer first, and the book designer knows that. So these kinds of things like what a printer needs, the author doesn't really have to worry too much about if they've got a good book designer because the book designer knows what kind of technical things have to be thought of uh, before before starting the work in order to save time later and to be able to produce a book that the print- printer can work with. And there are certain, you know, te- te- technical specifications. Different printers will need slightly different things. It's, it's for especially for the cover, there are very specific, very, very minutely specifications for cover design and cover sizes and spine width, depending on the type of paper that's used in the book itself, Uh, and you've got to be in touch with your printer. But the book designer, again, makes that easy for the author who may not know about those things because he knows what to look for and how to advise the author in order to not run into trouble and have to redo things later. Pretty Mm. much that covers the work of a a book designer. It sounds very technical, um, but what I'm hearing you say is that you're the person that when a person picks up a book, you're the one who makes that whatever I'm reading, whatever kind of book I'm reading, and when I look at that cover – you're the one that makes that magic happen. That I'm like, oh, this looks like a good book. Let me open the let me open the pages and see. Is, is that a, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. yeah, that's what we really aim for. That we want to create a <laughs> book that's appealing to the <laughs> readers. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I and I, I when I was going to ask you, is it a science or an art? But it sounds very much like a science. There are some. There. It sounds like there definitely. You know specific rules that you know that a, a book designer follows, depending on the type of book that's um, being published. Well, yes, um, it's both because you want to make okay. a beautiful page. You want to have something that's aesthetically pleasing. You want, and you really don't want to have something that's uh, going to really jolt the reader and kind of be like, "An oh no, what's that? What's that thing that that really looks off balance um, that page ends in a very strange way with one kind of or starts with one word at the top of the page hanging there by itself you want it to look nice and balanced so that's where the art comes in the choice of the fonts, the chapter titles and headings that's where the art comes in and then the science is yeah you need to know the specifications of of how to do it and um, so yes hopefully you have a little bit of both art and science and that's partly why I like it Okay. interesting. So before we ask our next question, I just want to let our listeners know, if you have any questions, please feel free to give us a call, and, uh, you know, and we'll let you ask. All right. Do we have, do, what's that number? What they call? Or is it? Oh, the number is? Yeah, how do they? Yeah, 9- 90- the number is nine two nine four seven seven three three zero seven. Wanda says I have to say it twice. So again, the call in yep. number is nine two nine four seven seven three three zero
2: seven. Thanks, Wanda. All right, and uh, I guess I'm going to ask the next question. I'm wondering about the background that that I guess I mean obviously you grew up around books, so but the design part. I mean, what's your education and background would be my question, and And you're obviously creative, a creative sort too, so.
1: Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, Well, as far as education goes, I have a BA from McGill University in Montreal. Um, I studied English literature and I studied languages. I love languages and and so I do actually work with other languages in the book design too, like French, German, Italian. Um, And I also studied... Yeah, it's it's great. I really do enjoy different Um And also, I studied both fine art, painting, and uh, art history, and comparative religion. You know, I love history. I love culture and travel. So, that kind of plays into my love of books. And uh, I also studied French at the University of Grenoble in France. Um then I started out as a freelance editor, uh, and in fact, I've always worked uh, for myself. I, I, okay. have, I know, never worked, uh, I always worked for myself as a freelance, uh, that really suited my lifestyle. I'm able to work from wherever I am in the world at any time, as long as I've got my my laptop with me. And um, when then it kind of naturally followed for me to add the book design, because that involves other software, the Adobe Creative Suite, Adobe Creative Suite InDesign and Photoshop. Learning the software enabled me to add book design to my um, repertoire, uh, and then I ended up creating my own company, publishing my own book, which is Ten Steps to Publish and Succeed: How to Put Your Best Book Forward, which, which I was pleased did well. Um, I kind of went through all the steps myself, ended up being hired by authors and traditional publishers like the American Cancer Society, John Cat Educational Limited in the UK, uh, Guernica Editions in Canada, and children's book publishers like Pleasant Street Press. Um, And so it kind of built on itself slowly. Starting with just my remember, I had my first book was a children's story, and moved on from there uh, to a few more children's story and stories, and then grew into more and more genres. Um, So, yeah, it started with just my love of learning, I would say, and continued on from there.
2: Such a diverse background you have to have, and it's good that to know that English majors and art history majors have. Things (laughs) Things because <laughs> sometimes you think that what are they going to do with that degree? <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's good to know. I had a lot of art history and English major friends. Obviously, are so weird. Uh huh.
1: Well, yes. Well, that's the thing. Well, the the thing is that whatever you learn or whatever your experience is, you can go on and write a book about it, or teach Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's another thing that I was thinking about um, because, in fact, I, I believe that you're all coaches or um, certainly Katrina is a coach and maybe has seen it as well. Um, and coaches, uh, many coaches have come to me too because you have, as with pretty well any um, profession, a wealth of learning and experience. And there's so much that people have to offer, and a book is a way to do so. So whether you're an English major or an art history major or a coach, um, writing or blogging, people write blogs. They've got a wealth of material already kind of at their fingertips, ready to make into a book uh, to offer to other people. And so I really think whatever a person loves and, and often what one has experienced, um it's something to share with others and a book is a way for people to do that that's so commonly known and so accessible to others
2: great information thank you
1: pleasure <clears throat> and i i also should add that i i've done quite a few presentations as well and it's nice to reach out to people and be able to share this uh whether live or on internet radio, or other interviews, or, or conferences for writers, group, small group meetings of writers who have invited me to come and speak to them um, in New York, or Vancouver, various places. Uh, so it really becomes a way to reach out and connect with people as well, meet different people in different places, luckily with the internet, we don't have to be physically in the same place as we are today um, online, Um, Mm -hmm. but also to meet in in person sometimes. It's just a, a wonderful venue for expanding your own consciousness and your own awareness and learning. Excellent.
2: Thank you. Am I the only one here now? Let's see. <clears throat> I guess I'm wondering, um, like if when in all that, do, do you have competitors? Are there other people, or just other publishers, your competitors, or how, how does not we, that we should really concern ourselves with our competitors? But I guess who else is out there, and what would they be doing, or how does that all pan out?
1: Well, you know, I'm not really going to uh, talk too much about that. It's with as with any profession, there are many, many. Yeah people who work in any given profession um, uh, but there are so many books <laughs> yeah there um, are yeah. You know, enough to go you, around <laughs> it, it's a, it's a, there's enough to go around and traditional publishers uh, in fact increasingly hire freelancers rather than having okay. uh, on staff uh, editors and book designers now they do have their staff. There is no doubt about it. Um, But in some instances, it's and certainly as far as acquisitions editors at publishing houses like Random House or Penguin or they'll have their they've got their editors and editors, there are different kinds of editors. For instance, the acquisitions editor at a major publishing house is going to be the one who receives the submissions, reads them, and decides whether or not to move forward and take that book further uh, into their their company, their publishing company, and then finally produce the book. Um, then there's the book editor who has to go through line by line and check the grammar, check the punctuation. But not only that, make sure that the book is is stylistically sound, that it's not wordy, that there's not redundancy, that there's a good storyline if it's a, um, a novel or a work of fiction, that there aren't all kinds of, um, you know, wordiness is a big thing, and that there's logic. Another thing that writers sometimes don't think about is, is the logic that the things make sense? That you don't start out with somebody having um, a tendency, for instance, to flick their hair with their fingers regularly, and then that just kind of falls off uh, out of the way, and the author forgets to continue on with this little quirk of of that personality, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, scratching their elbow or something like that. <laughs> so an editor in that way is somebody who helps the author get their book into really good publishable a good publishable condition. So a, a, a traditional publishing house again has editors on staff. However, it's absolutely essential if you want to go the route of traditional publishing to get your book edited by your own editor first. And usually if you haven't done that as a writer, the publishing house, if they're at all interested in their book, will tell you, get your book edited by an editor first. When it comes to book design, yes, there are many freelancers, both editors and um, book designers, but the traditional publishing house will have their own on staff or will hire somebody like me who's a freelancer. Sometimes it's just more economical for them to do it that way. And uh, It's a very, it's a huge uh, profession, so there are many people out there doing it because not only books need editing, but articles need editing for newspapers or for magazines, and writers need the assistance of these kind of professionals in order to get their book or their article out there. I've often said, even an editor needs a good editor, because just doing it on your own, you need a second pair of eyes um, in order to see what little things you might have missed. So even the best of writers will have their book edited before it goes to publication.
0: Excellent. Sounds great. Okay. Well, I wanted to first correct you, Jill. I am actually a pre-licensed Marriage and family therapist, I have my MS. But I wanted to go in regards to the business perspective and talk about what kind of business do you have. Do you have a sole per I'm sorry, sole proprietorship, partnership, or corporation?
1: Which one do you um, use? Oh.
0: <laughs> that must be Hacina.
2: Yeah. yes. Uh, yes.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry about my my little mistake there. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me. Um, I started out uh, with a sole proprietorship, but now I've incorporated my business. Um, it's called Blue Star Press Incorporated, but it's known much more commonly as Sun Editing and Book Design. I use I've, I started out with Sun Editing and Book Design as my sole proprietorship, and it's because it's got in it what I really do, which is editing and book design. I really prefer to to use it and people know me by that. Blue Press Incorporated is my official registered company name and uh it's, it is the umbrella for whatever I umbrella company for whatever I might want to do, including for instance publishing my own book. Um but uh yeah, Sun Editing and Book Design is the name by which I'm I'm known, and it's it is incorporated now.
0: Okay, sounds great. I have a second question on top of that. What's the difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing, and how does self-publishing change? How did it change the world for book writers and readers?
1: Um. Yeah. Well. <laughs> This is so important for writers to know. The difference between self-publishing and traditional publishing is that the traditional publisher takes the manuscript, and if they accept it after it's been submitted, they go ahead and they hire the book designer, the cover designer. They do the publicity. They get your book into the form of a book, and they get it out there. <clears throat> they get it into bookstores. And they get it sold. Um, <clears throat> but the thing, the problem, has always been that traditional publishers have a very can only accept a very small number, relatively small number of books every year that they can afford to publish. Um, so, self-publishing came up because of the advent of the internet. Mm. Excuse me, um, with the advent of the internet, because authors started to be able to do the work of publishing their own books themselves. And um, oh, excuse me, I just have a little cough. I'm just going to take a moment. (coughs) There's no cough button. We
2: don't have a cough button here.
1: Oh, right. Well, I'm moving my. That's okay. Moving my (laughs) microphone away in the hope that it's helping. Hey. That's life. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. So, yeah, so as I was saying, um, the self-publisher does everything that the traditional publisher does. They have to find the book designer, the editor. They have to get it printed. And so all the responsibility falls on the author who is self-publishing his book. Now, the advantage of traditional publishing is that all those costs are borne by the traditional publisher, and the author will get royalties from the traditional publisher. The difficulty is it's hard to get published by a traditional publisher so they basically both the authors and the readers have far more books available to them now and more scope for more books because we as a reading public are no longer dependent only on what a traditional publisher chooses to present to us as readers we can also get books that have been self-published books by very small presses um because we're not limited to what they choose to present to us now the advantage of and that's the advantage of self-publishing also all revenues from the sales of books go directly to an author who sells, self-publishes, whereas the traditional publisher pays the author royalties, which are usually 5 to 10%, um, and they get a few thousand dollars and not more, but they haven't had to bear the cost of publishing. So there's a trade-off both ways. Um, and... And really, I think for the reader that it's been a great benefit as well as, as the writers just because there's so many more options. Another thing that's made it more possible is digital publishing, print-on-demand. You don't have to publish 1,000 books or 10,000 books and store them and ship them and take orders anymore as a publisher uh, because that is what... Normally, is done by a traditional publisher. They'll have distribution distributors who take the orders and then ship the books. It's it's a very big job. But for the self publisher today, he doesn't have to do that because of print on demand. One book is ordered, one book is produced, and it's shipped. And the print on demand company, whether it's CreateSpace or Lightning Source, these are the big ones. Um, they take the orders, they manufacture the book on an order, and they ship it out to the buyer online. So there's no more cost of storage, no more upfront cost of printing a huge quantity of books, and no more upfront cost of distribution through print-on-demand. Um, and that, again, has really enabled individual authors to self-publish their books. Uh, and I think that those are the, that's the main difference between traditional publishers and self-publishing. There's another thing with children's books. Um, usually children's books are more... P- children like to see the books. P- parents like to read children their picture books, you know, right. sitting at home, in bed lo- with them before they go to sleep, looking at the pictures, talking about them. So they will want a big coffee table sort of size book or children's picture book size book. But other books can also be published as e-books. And that, too, has opened up much more to the individual self-publishing author. There are a couple of things for the self-publisher that they have to watch out for, such as getting an ISBN by themselves and not using a, a Vanity press's ISBN um they want to be at least functioning as a publisher to that extent that they get their own ISBN. And in the United States, they have to do it through a company called Bowkers. Um, and you get a book of, of 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 10 ISBNs. But you need one what for it, your paperback what was ver- that company? version. Bowkers, it's B- B-O-W-K-E-R-S. Okay. Or is it Boker? Um Yeah. And um, so they provide ISBNs. So in every country, you'll get ISBNs. Each country provides ISBNs to its authors. And um, that's the company that does it for American publishers. It's Bowker. I'm sorry, B-O-W-K-E-R. Canadians will have their own... um, office, the Canadian ISBN agency, every country in the world takes care of providing ISBNs to their authors and publishers. And the importance of that is that within the ISBN, which is a code of numbers that specifies the the publisher, as well as first the country, then the publisher, and then the title, it's unique to every book. But because the publisher code is in an ISBN, if you go to, for instance, a Vanity Press and you get an ISBN from them, their code is going to be in your ISBN. So it might look like a nice service that they're providing here. You can use our ISBN, but actually their name is encoded in the ISBN, and and you as a self-publisher really want your own in there. So it's better to get your own through Boker. There are a few things like that that are the difference in responsibility for the self-publisher as opposed to the traditional publisher. A traditional publisher will always have its ISBN, but that's right because they have paid for the production of the book. You as a self-publisher, you're paying for the production of the book, so you want your own ISBN. And another thing is that it it people who books that are published through vanity presses with their ISBN, industry professionals will know that you have used a vanity publisher, which may not work in your favor. So better to just keep everything for yourself all the rights for yourself in every way if you are the one who is producing the book.
0: Wow, that's very interesting. I have a question. What are some of the key things that a first-time self-publisher would need to be aware of? I'm actually planning on publishing two books, a poetry book and a cookbook by the end of the year. And I wanted to know if there's Anything that maybe I, like everything you're talking about, I do have a great idea of, but I'm wondering if there's anything else as a self-publisher that I need to know. I'm actually using uh, CreateSpace to do my book.
1: Mm. Oh, well, congratulations. That's wonderful. (laughs) Um, Well, CreateSpace is a very good printer. Um, The only, I think the only drawback is that they don't have a wide range of papers. When you do print-on-demand, you don't get a wide range of uh, papers. But, for instance, there's 50-pound papers, 60-pound papers. 60 pounds is going to be a little heavier. 50 pounds is your standard paper for books that are text. Then you usually have a choice of white or creme paper. I don't know if CreateSpace offers that choice but um, their printing is good. You just want to make sure that if you've got a lot of color images, you you would need a heavier paper, and then you might prefer to uh, print through Lightning Source, which does offer a few more choices. Before you start your book design, as I mentioned, you've got to choose the size of your page. I had one author who it was a little bit complicated because they went through the entire book design and typesetting process, got it right up to the point where the book was ready to print, and then they wanted to change the page size. And you you can't do that without basically incurring expense because once the pages are all laid out and done, if you change the page size, and your margin sizes are going to change and nothing that was on a p everything's going to flow differently from one page to the next. So it's really important yes. to go to a bookstore, look at books in your genre. For instance, if it's a cookbook, look at cookbooks. Take your ruler, take your measuring tape, measure different books, see what one looks good to you. And this is true for really any book that you're doing. See what write down the sizes and pick the one that works for you. Make sure it works for the printer that you're using. If you're using CreateSpace, check what's avail, what they offer in terms of standard printing sizes and use one of them. Don't try to do something different because that's going to – first of all, print-on-demand won't accept it. And second of all, if you do go for offset printing, which will give you m- more options, um, but you have to print usually about 1,000 books, it will be more expensive if you don't use the standard size offered by that printer. Um, and you do want to get it edited and designed professionally because your reviews are not going to probably be all that good if, if, if they're flawed in terms of editing and design. Um, you want, You want to get good reviews, and it is very important to get reviews to try to get reviews before even your book goes to print because that can help your sales just having a few um people that other readers can relate to saying positive things about your book that, that that they enjoyed um i think those are some pretty pretty standard points the things that you need to think about as an author another thing is is talk to your, if you're thinking of hiring an editor or a book designer, make sure that they're experienced. I've also encountered situations where authors have hired a graphic artist to do their book design. Um, Usually a graphic artist does more advertising layout, advertising in journals or posters. And book design is a pretty specific skill in terms of design because you're working with just um, certain things that you need to know and the software the per, what the software can do, how it works for book Hello? design is going to be Hello? Hi, Hello? can you hear me? Yes? Yeah. Hi, you know what, this is Katrina my apologies, I fell off the line and, Yeah, and I noticed <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've been having difficulty getting you know back on, I've been able to hear but my phone was on mute so I had to call in through Skype so Oh, my apologies, ladies. Also, oh, I'm I'm here, and I want us to move forward. I'm sorry. I just needed to say that. Okay.
2: I was wondering where you were. <laughs>
0: sorry. Well, you no, know, I think those were some great responses in regards to publishing, self-publishing, all of the things you talked about, book size, um, getting a second eye to look at it, uh, the the print and the standard side. I looked into all of that. I also even put my book out on the internet and I got a lot of reviews that said they did like the picture and everything. So I think I'm going in the right way. But I know we're starting to wrap up so I would love to ask the question in regards well, to what Wellmane, wait a minute. Now before
1: before we do, before you do, um have we been looking at, at um at our our uh, chat line? Because someone uh, by the name of Randy Ford said, Hello, Jill. My name is Randolph Ford. I just released a new book, When Harbiggers Abound, that dovetails with the horrific ministry of Paul McGuire, a Dutch Sheets, Jonathan Kahn, and others, as it encourages a believer... Act as a Godly Steward. Um, it's available on Amazon and other POD. I have a Facebook page, okay, any, any, I have a Facebook page and a website. Any suggestions on good ways to promote the message and availability?
0: That's exactly-
1: Oh, right. Oh, well, um, hi, hi, Randy. Thanks for calling in uh, and best of luck with your book. For promoting your book, um, you need to go use the social media. That's one way to do it. Um, you've got to get in touch with readers and other book people who are interested in books and let them know about it. With social media, one of the things that you really are often expected to do is to participate um and appreciate other writers as well but one way to get it out the word out there is to contact bloggers who are interested in your genre so it sounds like yours is a spiritual book and uh, that's a huge market the christian market and you would try to find i would suggest that you try to find bloggers who are interested in your genre and ask them if they would be willing to review your book. Send them a copy. Uh, first, ask them, though. Don't just go and send it. It's better to contact them by email or through their blogging site first. And um, read their site. Make sure that you understand where they're coming from. Perhaps uh, comment a little bit on their blogs Get to know them a little bit, and then suggest your book. and And if they're interested, they may pick it up and start to talk about it as well, and read it and review it. Um, you can have a contest or uh, something like that in order to generate more interest in your book, particularly through bloggers, book bloggers. Uh, another thing you can do if is get try to enter it in a book competition in your field um and if it wins an award again that can create a certain amount of credibility uh but you want to make sure that you try to enter awards and competitions for awards and competitions that have more credibility because sometimes certain competitions just give an award to just everybody who enters so you want something a little bit more reputable if possible um, and these are these are some of the things you can do to get help in order to promote your book. If it's too much, because it can take a lot of time, you really need to keep on doing it every day. This work of publicity on the different social media, with trying to find different bloggers, you can hire somebody who makes it their profession to publicize books for authors through social media. Because a campaign really usually has to go on for a minimum of three months, but that's just the start. Three months is just the start. You got to keep it going for three years in order to um, maintain the interest. I found with my own book, for instance, that whenever I would do any kind of a campaign, even something small, using Amazon, it promote, book sales would take off as soon as I would do something, and put some energy into it. If I yeah. sit back and kind of let it go, then people don't hear about it as much. And if they're not hearing about it, then they won't buy it. They won't be able to buy it because they don't know about it, which is what I started out with. So these are some sounds- of the things that you can do for your publicity. Awesome. It sounds like it's pretty involved, Jill. Um, it, it sounds like it's very. It's, it's a very involved process. More involved than I, than I thought about before you came on. So you know, you've given us some really good information to, um, you know, to to go with. Uh, we're 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 coming up on the hour, and so I'd like to ask, how can our readers uh, reach you? And then also, I believe that you um, had something for our, our listeners as well. I said our readers. See, so look at me. How can our listeners uh, contact you? Uh, well, Charles? our listeners are readers. Hopefully. Yes. True. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> um thanks, Katrina. Um well I have a website which is www.suneditrights.com. That's dot com. It's S U N, like the sun in the sky. S U N E D I T W R I T E. Suneditwrite. I'll just spell it once more: S U N E D I T W R I T E dot com. And there's a lot of information there. You can also email me at Jill J I L L at SunEditWrite.com, dot com. And you can call me. Um, my number is I've got a couple of numbers. One is six zero four nine nine eight. Three eight six zero, And there is another number which I would like to give you. Um, it's 845-444-3011. So any uh, of those ways, feel free to contact me. It's usually best to send an email first to jill at, at com, but check out my website. And, Thank you, Jill. Um, I did want to mm-hmm. offer... Uh, To those of you who are listening, I I thought that it would be nice if I could give you a little discount in case you need uh, my services, just if you contact me within the next 25 hours to let me know you are on this show, because really I wanted to do it just for the listeners of this particular show, uh, for a 15% discount on whether you need editing or book design. Um, The project would have to start within the next two months, so by mid January, but contact me within about twenty four four to forty eight hours. I think I'll give it up to forty eight hours just saying that you heard me on the show and uh then I'd be happy to offer that to all the listeners
0: also, and also, thank
1: you. I, I would also i would also be happy to give a free ten minute phone call consultation, oh, well. which we could arrange by email so if you want to talk about your own book, uh just send me an email free ten minute phone consultation. We can set up an appointment. Also and we'll also list that on our on our page as well. Great, great. On our our, our Facebook page as well, um which is pro is which is positively dot com. Jill, we want to thank you so much for your time and we want to invite you on any time because you know, this conversation could really go on and on and on. There there's a lot to learn. Oh, well, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I'd love to come back. I, there is a lot more, and I'd love to be with you again anytime. We appreciate it. And we'd like to thank you, our listening audience, for tuning in to another edition of Positively Affirmative. This is the show where we affirm you with education, information, and resources in the areas of self care, career development, business building and Wealth Consciousness, Challenges, and Solutions. I am your host, Katrina Jones, Prosperity Life Coach of Satari Life Skills Institute, along with Hasina Roach, Relational Consultant, and Wanda Miles, Radio Personality, where we teach aspiring entrepreneurs and those interested in personal and professional development, work-life balance, so they can become the directors of their own life stories. If your life story is one that you'd like to see improve, listen to our show every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call us with show topics and ideas. Um, email us at kjones at prosperitylifecoach.com. Bring a friend and share the prosperity. Abundant blessings, everyone. Have a great week.
2: Awesome. And thank you again, see you soon. And
1: thank you again Jill. Thank yes, you. Katrina,
2: Wanda
0: and yeah. thank you. And the read listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. Ah.